From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monyoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Clean water is something that many of us take for granted as just something that happens magically. You go to the tap, you turn on the water, and the water comes out. But what about people who are not getting water? What about people who can't afford water? What about people who have poisons or toxins uh, such as lead or hazardous chemicals uh, in their water? And what about keeping the public water supply public. Well, our guest this morning is going to talk about a local campaign uh, that is helping people in the, the Pittsburgh area, providing information and also uh, activism uh, around the issue of water quality and access to fresh drinking water. Uh, she is Ali Shaw. She is an environmental justice organizer with the Pittsburgh United campaign. Uh, good morning, Ali. Morning. Happy to be here. Uh, th- tell us a little bit about what what is the Our Water campaign. Yeah, so the Our Water Campaign is a project of Pittsburgh United, uh, and we're a coalition of organizations all around the Pittsburgh region. We've been fighting for safe, affordable, and publicly controlled water in Pittsburgh for about two years now. And and it it falls under the auspices of Pittsburgh United. What is Pittsburgh United? So we're a regional organization. We're a nonprofit that runs uh, issue-based campaigns by organizing people affected by these issues. Uh, so I run our environmental campaigns, but we also have an affordable housing campaign that just won the Affordable Housing Trust Fund in the city of Pittsburgh. And we also have a worker justice campaign. So uh, they work on things like uh, fighting for paid sick days at the state and local level. Uh, you have uh, coming up in, in a few days a film that's going to be screened for people. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so we're actually hosting our first event of 2019, and it'll be a screening of the short film Water Warriors, which is a story about how uh, different communities came together actually in British Columbia, Canada, to fight to save their water supply from a fracking company from Texas. Uh, It's a really inspiring story about uh, people coming together and organizing against a giant corporation, uh, and ultimately they won, and we're trying to, you know, bring some of that spirit uh, to Pittsburgh and the Pittsburgh re- region because we still have a lot of work to do here. And, and and where is that and when can people see it? Do they have to register? So that'll be January 9th, which is next week on Wednesday at 6.30 at the Glitterbox Theater in Oakland. And we'll have free dinner. Um, it'll be a lot of fun. We'll have a, a short discussion afterwards to talk about local issues. Um, so, yeah, we hope everyone can make it. G- give us that one more time uh, for folks. Yeah, it'll be January 9th, Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Uh, It'll probably only last an hour and a half. Uh, We'll have free dinner, and that's the Glitterbox Theater in Oakland. It's been very highly publicized, the water quality problems up in the Flint, Michigan area, um, where in in that case, and I don't want to get too in the weeds with that story, but in that case, the city water supply in Flint, Michigan was taken over by the state of Michigan. Uh, They switched them to a cheaper water supply. They started pumping a lot of disinfectant into the water supply, and that caused lead to leach out of the pipes. And and now, I believe still two years later now, almost, maybe more than that, people in Flint, Michigan don't have safe drinking water, many people in, in Flint, Michigan. But 
are are there issues like that, like lead pipes happening closer here to the Pittsburgh area? Oh, absolutely. Uh, we have similar issues. It was not the same exact situation in Flint because we didn't switch our water supply, but we did have uh, a company that managed the Pittsburgh Water and Sewer Authority for a few years back in 2012, um, ended up illegally switching the treatment chemical that prevented lead from leaching from the pipes into our water. They should change it to a cheaper chemical to save money back in 2015, and that's when we saw a spike in lead levels in the city of Pittsburgh. Uh, and the state came down pretty hard on them. The company was eventually fired, and um, we're still hoping to get some uh, funding out of them because we believe that it was, you know, under their management that uh, the lead crisis happened in Pittsburgh. Um, but, yes, we absolutely still have lead pipes in the city. The Pittsburgh Water and Sewer Authority now has been really great about replacing uh, those lead lines at no cost to the homeowner, and they're going to do thousands more in 2019. So we're really happy about that, and we're finally hopefully going to see lead levels drop in the city. Uh, but we know it's a regional issue. There are lead lines all over the region, all over the country, um, and it's going to be start. It's going to start being a, a bigger issue in a lot of cities, not just Flint. But uh, due to the tragedy that happened in Flint, it's become a much more publicized issue, um, which at least helps cities really deal with it and helps raise awareness for people that. Uh, might not think about what's in their water. Uh, we're talking this morning with Ali Shaw. She's an environmental justice organizer with Pittsburgh United. Uh, we're talking about their Our Water campaign. You can find out more information about that uh, at, you can go to Facebook, might be the quickest way, facebook.com forward slash Our H2O. That's the number two and the letter O. They're going to be screening the film Water Warriors on January 9th at 6.30 at the Glitterbox Theater. That is the uh, former uh, Millwood Screening Room in Oakland, and there will be a meal to follow, and that is free, correct? Correct. Um, you mentioned the private company. I don't know that we need to give their name necessarily, but the private company that was running the Pittsburgh Water and Sewer Authority, I think for people in the Mon Valley to bring this even closer to home, that same company at one time was, I believe, managing the Elizabeth Township Sewer Authority, and a very similar incident happened. They were dumping, only it was the opposite. It was they were running the sewage authority and they were dumping raw sewage into the Yakagani River, um, which ended up costing the taxpayers of Elizabeth Township a lot of money and ended up, I believe, in the sewer authority there in Elizabeth Township uh, being taken over uh, by a neighboring municipality. Uh, this issue of private ownership and public ownership, why should people be concerned? A lot of us have private water companies uh, that, that, that service our homes. Why should we be worried about a private company maybe running the water supply? Yeah, so I think we saw with everything that happened at the Pittsburgh Water and Sewer Authority in the past five to ten years, people were not only being um, served lead-tainted drinking water, some people in our city, because of that decision made by a private company that had very little accountability uh during the time that they managed the water authority. But we also saw them switch our metering system, so people were being billed sometimes uh, 600% above what uh, they would have normally been charged for the water they were using. Uh, we saw uh, layoffs and cuts made at the water authority that ended up hurting um, you know, what was at one time a, a functioning water authority. And all these things uh, created this disaster that we're seeing in Pittsburgh right now. And luckily, uh, after that private company was fired um, and, you know, public officials, uh, you know, appointed new uh, leadership at the Water Authority that's publicly accountable because they're accountable to city council and the mayor who are elected by the people. Uh, they have public board meetings that we went to every month. 
um, you know, they're public officials, so they met with us because if they didn't, we would, you know, call our city council person, our elected officials, and say, hey, this is your appointee, and they, you know, need to be accountable to the public. We think that's really important to fixing these issues of water quality and water affordability. People need to be accountable to the voters and to their constituents. Um, and when that doesn't happen, you see uh, rates increase. Pan American Water, which serves a lot of the people in the southern part of Pennsylvania, is a private company, and their rates are some of the highest in the country. Um, and that's because private companies oftentimes have a, a profit motive, and they're willing to sacrifice water quality uh, or giving their customers higher rates in order to, to meet their profit requirements. So uh, we believe that uh, public accountability is the most important thing when you're trying to fix a, a public water system. And we believe that you know, having PWSA be publicly accountable is why we've seen success and progress in the past two years. Um, we're talking with Ali Shaw. She's an environmental justice organizer with Pittsburgh United. We're talking about their Our Water campaign. Uh, you can find out more information about them at facebook.com forward slash Our H2O. They will be screening the movie Water Warriors uh, on January 9th. That's Wednesday at the Glitterbox Theater in Pittsburgh at 630. Um, for details, you can go to Facebook or give us uh, your website address again, please, Ali. Yeah, it's pittsburghunited.org forward slash our water. Okay, and is there a phone number that people can call for, for more information? I know not everybody is super web savvy. Yeah, you can call 412-231-8648. And we'd love to hear, even if you don't live in Pittsburgh, if you have issues with your water authority, give us a call. We have plenty of resources for you if you uh, need something immediately or if you just want to find out more information about how you can organize to uh, make something, make some changes at your water authority. Okay. Uh, we're talking about the Our Water campaign. Uh, you can find out more information, as Allie mentioned, at pittsburghunited.org forward slash Our Water. We're going to take a 30 second break and we'll be right back here to, uh, on Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. You know, we're looking for help in getting this show on the air and for help with other projects. If you're interested in the McKeesport area and you'd like to host a program or write articles for the website, call us at 412-614-9659 or email tubecitytiger at gmail.com. Allie, when we took the break, uh, you were talking about uh, many of us have private uh, water companies uh, that service our homes or our businesses in the Pittsburgh area. Uh, some people are serviced by uh, public authorities or, you know, the township or the borough or the city uh, owns their water authority. Uh, we just went through a situation here in, in McKeesport where our studio is located, where a private company has purchased the sewer authority. So these, these, it's a little bit confusing, I think, sometimes, isn't it? For, do people get confused? They don't know. Does the city give my, me my water? Does the borough? Does the county? It is confusing, even for those of us who pay close attention, just because there are so many townships and boroughs that have their own water authority or, you know, their borough buys water from the city or, uh, their sewer authority is, separate for some reason. So it is confusing. It's it's not surprising that people can be confused sometimes. But um, if you pay your water bill, uh, which a lot of homeowners do, I know a lot of renters, you know, are disconnected in that way. But, um, you know, it's really easy uh, to be frustrated by 
um, inefficiencies of your water authority, whether it's private or public. I mean, we understand that in Pittsburgh better than anyone. Um, Even though we wanted the authority to remain public, we still knew there were lots and lots of issues at the Pittsburgh Water and Sewer Authority that were going to take a a decent amount of time to address. Um, And we knew that a lot of people were going to come to us with the solution that, you know, a private company can do it better. They can run more efficiently. Well, let me let me play devil's advocate here for a minute because the Pittsburgh Water and Sewer Authority, and I, I know a number of people who live or work in the city of Pittsburgh, and I have heard, and the Post-Gazette and the Tribune Review have documented some real horror stories for people who live in the city of Pittsburgh who either were not getting bills or were getting, as, as you mentioned, multiple bills. Uh, I, I know particularly of a homeowner who has called the Water Authority repeatedly to say, I'm not getting bills from you. I'm not getting bills from you. Oh, we're, you know, we're having some problems and is worried that, you know, they're going to get a, at some point a seven or $800, uh, water bill from the Pittsburgh Water and Sewer Authority. So one thing that a local mayor here in the Mon Valley has said to me is, look, we don't run our own electric company. We don't run our own, uh, natural gas company. We don't run our own. Why are we running a water authority? So, it, 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 it strikes me again to play devil's advocate that it's not always that the public authority is more accountable. Sometimes, as in the case of PWSA, real problems seem to arise. Yeah, and we've you know heard all of those horror stories. We've uh, canvassed in almost every neighborhood in the city, and you know uh, when we say PWSA at the door or people's water at the door, they open their door wider and show us their bill and say, "This is how much I got billed. There's no way I could have used that much water." And yeah, you know we've we've had to help a lot of people. Um, deal with those issues. And luckily, I think the billing issues have gotten better. The the lead issues have gotten better. Uh, but there's still a lot of work to do. And, uh, you know, PWSA is only one part of the region that has these problems. So uh, we're hoping to, to address them in some other areas, too. But, you know, back to your point about, uh, you know, we don't typically see cities run their own electric system, although mm, a few do. major cities like New York or Seattle or L.A., they run uh, all utilities based out of there. I think I think the borough of Pitcairn runs their own uh, electricity, um, and I think they have their own cable company too. So there are there are a few in our area. Yeah, and it, it's not totally uncommon. I think um, there appears to be a trend towards privatization for some people, and I think that's the narrative that these private companies would like to push. But actually, we've seen in a lot of cities that there's a trend to actually take water back from private companies um, for cities to buy out private companies who they don't think are doing a sufficient job. Uh, whether it's because they're cutting costs to save money that hurts, you know, our drinking water, or whether it's just uh, being as inefficient as a public company would be, um, but you have less accountability over them. And I think for city officials that are considering privatization, you know, I really encourage you to ask yourself, you know, do I want to be an elected official and not have the ability to remove leadership at the water authority or not have the ability to, you know, call up someone who you appointed and, you know, solve a, a customer issue that way. Um, you know, that's sort of a, a elected official's role is to look out for their constituents and these kinds of things. Uh, and they're giving that up when they privatize uh, utilities like that. Uh, we're talking with Ali Shaw. She's an environmental justice organizer with uh, Pittsburgh United. You can reach them at 412-231-8648. You can also go online at pittsburghunited.org. Uh, if you're interested in particularly the what 
topic that we're talking about, which is access to water and clean access to clean, healthy uh, water, uh, click on pittsburghunited.org forward slash our water. You can also go to our H2O on Facebook and find out more information. They're going to be screening the movie Water Warriors about a town in British Columbia, Canada that had trouble with their water supply. That is going to be on Wednesday at 630. That's January 9th at the Glitterbox Theater in Oakland. It's the former Melwood screening room. Uh, we're going to talk more about that movie in a couple of minutes, so stay tuned. Um, Allie, uh, with a private company, and, and I've heard this argument advanced as well with private companies, they are regulated by something called the State Public Utility Commission. Does the state PUC offer any redress if you've got a privately owned company that operates your water company? Does that offer any redress for consumers? Yeah, and actually the Pittsburgh Water and Sewer Authority was recently placed under the PUC as well. They're the first public yeah. utility to be placed in Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, and our experience, I mean, we've only been under the PUC for less than a year, actually. Um, but it, it does provide some, you know, extra resources to people or customers that have issues with their water authority. You can contact the PUC. Um, I think you can go to their website and find a, a number or email, um, and you can you know, submit complaints through them, and then sort of a third party to uh, allow you to hold your water system accountable rather than just going to the water water system to file your complaint, which is what people had to do in the past, which wasn't always um, sufficient. So it does provide some accountability, and we're uh, actually pretty pleased with what we've been able to see happen under the PUC in Pittsburgh. And, um, you know, for other smaller public water authorities, if you, um, you know, are frustrated with the quality of service, I would recommend contacting the PUC and and at least letting them know that um, that's an issue for you. So, but not all public authorities, because because I know I believe there's been some some effort in the state legislature a few times to put all of the public authorities under the Public Utility Commission, and that legislation, so far as far as I know, has not gone anywhere. Correct. Uh, correct. Okay, but so does anyone regulate these? different water authorities? Does the Pennsylvania DEP, Department of Environmental Protection, or the US EPA, or anyone regulate them? Yeah, all of them are regulated by the Department of Environmental Protection. Okay, okay. So if someone is really concerned maybe about water quality, and I, there's sort of two different issues we're talking about here. One is the affordability of the water. The other one is the quality of the water. But if they're concerned about the quality of the water, the DEP would be where they go. Correct. And I would also encourage you, if um, people aren't sure if they have a, a lead service line or if you had lead plumbing in your house, I would recommend uh, most water authorities in this region provide free water testing kits. If you just contact them uh, or email them, uh, ask if you can you know, have a water testing kit sent to your house and sent to a, a lab where they can test at a tell you what your lead levels are. Uh, let's let's stay on that topic for, for just a, a minute here. Ali Shaw is an environmental justice organizer for Pittsburgh United. We're talking about water quality, and in a couple of minutes we're going to talk about the film Water Warriors that they're going to be screening uh, next week, uh, Wednesday, January 9th in Oakland. Um, uh, uh, the average home age in a lot of communities, especially in our Mon Valley area, but throughout the Pittsburgh region, uh, is is very old. I, I believe the average home age in, in, in some of the communities uh, around where I'm standing here is 1930. Um, do, and, and obviously some of the homes then, then are perhaps much older than that. Does that necessarily mean that they might have lead water lines in the home? You know, actually what we're finding in Pittsburgh is that the correlation is not that high. It's sort of random what houses have lead plumbing and what houses don't. Okay. Um, I know it totally depends on the, the borough and you'll find streets where 
half the houses have lead plumbing and half of them don't, and they were all built at the same time period. Um, so really the only way that you can really know if you have a lead line is by getting your water tested. And if you have any lead levels at all, that means that you have lead plumbing. Uh, and I would recommend, even if you don't know or are unsure or just want to be safe, uh, buying a lead filtering water filter, which is either Pure, the P-U-R brand, or Zero Water. And the city of Pittsburgh has coupons, but you don't have to live in the city to use them for the Zero Water pitcher filters that you fill up um, and can, you know, use about a day's worth of water um, with those filters. You can also buy uh, the point-of-use filters that just screw onto your tap. Okay. Um, it's a little bit easier to use. Ali Shaw is an environmental justice organizer for Pittsburgh United. Uh, we're talking about their Our Water campaign. You can get more information at facebook.com forward slash Our H2O. You can also go to pittsburghunited.org slash Our Water. Or if you'd like to talk to someone on the phone, 412-231-8648. We'll be right back. You're listening to Two Rivers, 30 Minutes. Support comes from the readers of TubeCityOnline.com and the Tube City Almanac, and we thank them for their support. If you'd like to contribute, please visit our website, call us at 412-614-9659, or email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com. Welcome back. Our guest this morning for a final few minutes is Allie Shaw. She's an environmental justice organizer with Pittsburgh United, 412-231-8648. We're talking about water accessibility and affordability of clean water and water quality. Um, When we took the break, we were talking a little bit about um, people who might have lead plumbing or maybe getting water through a lead water line. Um, We've talked before on this program about lead paint testing. Uh, that's become a major issue because, again, we have a lot of older homes uh, in the listening area. Uh, the, the, the lead water, what, what kind of health effects may people have from having lead, high levels of lead in their water? Yeah, so it particularly affects children and seniors. Um, when, and we see irreversible health effects. Uh, a lot of people probably heard stories from Flynn about uh, children being poisoned by lead who have um, you know, brain defects, uh, they get lower uh, scores in school. Um, it can often, often lead to more aggressive behavior. Um, there's a number of negative health effects, and uh, there's very little uh, remedies for these kinds of things. Uh, so it's a really serious issue, and uh, if you have young children or pregnant women in the home, it's uh, particularly important for uh, people to protect themselves with filters. It, it, the, it, the lead kind of builds up in your brain, Correct, and it causes cognitive decline. It causes learning disabilities. For instance, am I correct about that? Right, exactly. Okay, I, I wonder if this is the kind of thing that it's kind of like going to the not going to the doctor when you suspect you have a health problem because you would rather not know the answer. Um, I, I'm wondering if this is not a case where you need to know the answer. You should know the answer. Yeah, and we do hear a lot of people say that they would rather not know what their uh, lead levels are in their water for. Uh, whatever reason, and that's understandable, but uh, it is very important for people to test their water, test your kids for lead levels at your doctor. Um, Allegheny County now has free lead testing for all children uh, under the age of six, I believe, lead testing. Um, so that's very important. You know, it's irreversible, but it's always helpful to know because there are some things you can do, and you at least want to know uh, what the source of lead contamination is so you can um, prevent your child from being exposed to it again. And you mentioned that in, within the city of Pittsburgh, there are water, there are coupons for water filtration that you can put on your home uh, plumbing. Is that correct? 
Right. If you search uh, City of Pittsburgh Zero Water Filters Coupon, you should be able to find it, and then you can find zero water filters at any you know big box department store. Okay. What are some programs? We've had a lot of people who listen who are on a fixed income, for instance. What are some programs that, that might be available for people who, who are having trouble paying their water bills? Uh, you might notice that your water bill is split up into two parts. There's a sewer section and a water section. Uh, if you live in the city of Pittsburgh, we now have a, a water affordability program where uh, if you sign up for the winter moratorium on water shutoffs, the Water Authority cannot shut you off in the winter. Uh, and you can also sign up for the new bill discount program and get a, a 50% discount on your bill. Um, and you can do all of that by going to dollarenergy.com. Uh, and they have a, a way for you to sign up, or you can go to PWCA's website. And if you live anywhere in uh, most of Allegheny County, you can sign up for the sewer bill discount, uh, which gives you a, a similar discount on your sewer portion of your bill. Um, and that's Alcasan's Clean Water Program. Uh, and you can sign up for that also at Dollar Energy or by going to alcasan.com. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot for a second, so so be prepared here. Uh there was a widely publicized uh, incident a few years ago when um, I believe it was the president of a major company that sells bottled water. Uh, he, he made a speech uh, in Europe, I think, and he said something about, you know, people think that water should just be a, a, a public right and it isn't. You should have to pay for it. And he was widely chastised. There was a boycott of his company, I think, at one point. Do you think water should be a, a, a public right? It's a public necessity? Yeah, I think it should be a public right. Uh, I mean, it also still takes money to keep up infrastructure, and, you know, we understand that, but uh, it's a necessity. It's a life-giving resource, and it shouldn't belong to, you know, a private owner. It should be a right for the people to to control. Um, and we believe that that means people of any income, low income, middle income, should have access to clean, safe and affordable water. In, in the couple of minutes we have left, uh, tell us about this movie, Water Warriors, uh, that you're going to be screening uh, at the Glitterbox Theater. That's the old Melwood screening room on Melwood Avenue in Oakland, uh, January 9th at 6.30. Tell us a little bit about the movie. Yeah, so it's a, a film that's based in British Columbia, Canada. Uh, it's about a diverse group of neighbors coming together and fighting a, a multi-billion dollar international corporation uh, that wanted to frack around their water supply. And, you know, they heard horror stories from other communities saying, uh, you know, this is going to destroy your drinking water. People have, uh, you know, suffered health defects from uh, fracking in their area. Uh, and they organized and eventually stopped the company from, you know, exploring even fracking in that area. Uh, and it's a really inspiring story. We try to make these connections for people so they know it's not just Pittsburgh and it's not just a Pittsburgh problem. It's not just a regional problem. It's a problem everywhere and everywhere, including Flint and Pittsburgh and you know places all over the world. People are coming together and fighting against it. And when you organize and fight, then you can win. Um, and we've seen that happen in Pittsburgh. We see it happen in Canada. We saw it happen in Flint, even though there's still you know plenty of issues there. People organized and they were able to hold people in Michigan accountable and they've seen some progress there. Um, so it's a really inspiring story, and we encourage people to come down and, you know, figure out what we can all do to improve uh, water quality and water affordability in our region. In, in the final minute or two we have left here, your campaign has mostly been focused on Pittsburgh Water and Sewer Authority, and I know there have been uh, major issues that the city, city residents, the mayor, and everything in Pittsburgh have been tackling. But if someone's listening to this in Braddock, Turtle Creek, East Pittsburgh, McKeesport, Duquesne, Clareton, wherever – 
um, and they're saying, well, this doesn't affect me. I don't live in the city of Pittsburgh. Or they have concerns about their their local water in their borough or township or municipality. Is there any help that Pittsburgh United can help, uh, can provide to someone in, out in one of the suburbs? Absolutely. Uh, and I think people out there, uh, from what I've heard from many people who live outside the city, definitely have problems with water quality and water affordability. Everyone's rates are going up and everyone is, you know, hearing about, uh, lead issues in their town. Um, and I know that it's an issue outside of Pittsburgh. So we're actually hoping in the next year to use our, our success and our lessons learned from Pittsburgh and our experience to help people organizing in communities outside of Pittsburgh around the region. So, uh, like I said before, if, uh, you have stories or want to get involved and help making change at your water authority, uh, call 412-231-8648. Uh, we can talk about uh, what we can do to organize people in your town. Uh, that sounds like a good place for us to leave off. Uh, give us the website address one more time. Yeah, it's Pittsburgh United, I'll spell out, dot org forward slash our water. Allie Shaw is an environmental justice organizer with Pittsburgh United. We've been talking about the Our Water campaign. You can find it on Facebook under Our Water campaign or just go Facebook.com, uh, Our H2O on Facebook. Allie, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us this morning. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And thank you all for listening today to Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at TubeCityOnline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, the Keysport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.